You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, it's Letitia. Hope everybody is doing great. I am doing well. All things considered, I'm doing great. I'm I'm really, really doing great. Um I, I've been in like a reflective period. That that that's like normal for me though. So I don't know about other people. Like when people like go to meditate, I feel like I kind of live a meditative, if that's a word, life, a reflective life. So I've been in a reflective period and and I was having and I was noticing some cycles, right? I've now to I think it's important that you celebrate yourself and you celebrate the wins in your life and celebrate things that you've achieved and you've overcome. So I have broken so many cycles in my life. And so I'm super proud of myself for having doing that. All of the cycles weren't mine. I feel like some of it were, were some of those cycles were inherited through condition, through learned things, through addictions that ran rampant in my family. Addictions don't just come in the forms of substance. They also come with an addictive mindset, like codependence and things like that. So I have successfully broken so many cycles in my life. But as I was reflecting, I was seeing some cyclical things that I was going through. And so my first tendency was like, damn, not this again. And then I was like, hmm, that's the voice of just like the inner critic that wants to punish me, right? The wants, the wants to punish me for, for something. And I was like, nah, we growing. We not doing that. So rather than punishing myself for being in this, this place of repeating part of a pattern, a part of a cycle, I was just like, okay, let's, let's look at the exit sign for this cycle because I am making a conscious choice and decision that I am done with this cycle. I didn't make an announcement about it. The only reason that I'm talking to y'all about it is because, I mean, I'm, I'm on a podcast. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't call everybody and say, hey, I'm done with this cycle. Because the one thing about cycles in your life is that while other people might witness the cycles and be a part of it and they might be affected by the cycles in your life, the cycles in your life are deeply personal. And to anybody who's watching a person that's cycling through something or who's going through something yourself, People only change when they choose to. They change when they choose to. I don't care how much you try to guilt, shame, manipulate. People change when and only when they choose to. And if they haven't changed, it's because they haven't chosen to. That's the power of a decision. The moment you make a decision, a true decision, there is no other option. As long as you're toying with I'm going to try to, I'm going to see about, I'm, I'm going, no, you just haven't made the decision. And it's okay to be honest and truthful enough with yourself to say, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to let go of this yet. There's something about this that's working for me. So 
the part about cycles is that they come with uncomfortable truths. And a lot of times when we're not ready to to let go of a cycle, you know, um, because it could be most most of the things that we need to let go of or move move through are things that are harmful to us. A lot of times we don't want to embrace the uncomfortable truths of saying, I still want this in my life. Right. And so that's where the lying and the delusion and trying to lie to other people about the cycles come. I'm not doing all that. I don't need to lie to other people because I'm not going to lie to myself. So let me give y'all an example of a cycle. Right. My body does not like sugar. My body does not like sugar. So I mean, carbs turn to sugar, alcohol turns to sugar, but no, if I have like sweets, like, which I don't have that often, but if I have, um, <clears throat> let's just say if I had two glasses of wine and a, and a piece of cake or something, I'm just using that as an example, my body is going to tell me we don't like it. Usually it's going to start with some aching in my joints because sugar increases inflammation. But also what it does is my body will break out in a rash from sugar. So I've had this cycle going on, on and on and on, where I will have a little sugar and then I, I will be trying to, it's almost like having a little crack or a little alcohol or a little weed. You think you're just, just going to do just a little bit, right? And my body, every, and so for a little while, my body, I was like, okay, I'm a, I must be able to have sugar again because my body is not reacting. Well, guess what? My body reacted and was like, not only do we not like it, but we feel like now it's just like, it's almost like an overload. Now, the sugar that I had might be minimal in comparison to the sugar that people eat in everyday life, right? But sugar contributes to yeast and a yeast overgrowth, not like a yeast infection, but it can increase um, systemic yeast, which can result itself in skin rashes. And so that is the way that my body responds to sugar. Now, how long have I known this? I've known this for about the last five years at least, maybe the last seven years. So why are we seven years later and I'm still messing with sugar in any degree? Because guess what? I had not made a decision to completely allow my body to heal itself, right? Because I still wanted, again, here's the uncomfortable truth. I wasn't ready to completely let it go. I still wanted it in bits and pieces. I still wanted to enjoy a little bit of this or a little bit of that. If I go on vacation or if I do this or if I do that. And so by default, I was willing to allow the rash, then go treat the rash, and then it goes away only to cycle through the same thing again. Your battle is always between you and you. This is not because somebody else is offering me sugar. It's because I choose it, whether it's presented to me or not, because I'm choosing it. Do you understand? This is just an example of that. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, is this really worth it? Is, is this really worth it to you when you have so many other things, if you had a sweet tooth or whatever? The I'm just using that as one example, right? Is, is this really worth it to you? Because then it causes hyperpigmentation. And so now I'm treating something all for some. It's, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about, I'm just like, okay, what, what other cycles do I need to see here? And the ones that I am willing to make a conscious decision to say, I am done with this. I always, well, I used to anyway, tell y'all, when you see something, you can shift it. 
some of us we don't see because we got our eyes closed. But my eyes are wide open. I can see it and I can see it clearly. And so these things are, they, they, to me, they make it feel as if I'm incongruent with the things that I say that I stand for, like better health and wellness, right? But allowing this cyclical thing to just go on and on and on when I have full capability and control of changing it. So my whole point in saying all that is, what cycles are you going round and round and round and round in your life that you just haven't chosen to change. And if you just haven't chosen to change them, it or them, are you being honest enough to say, I'm just not done with this. Something about this is working for me. And and then stop bugging other people with your bullshit when you're crying about the consequences of the cycles that you are allowing, right? I don't call people every week, every month, every three months like, man, I found myself telling my mother, you know what? I got a, I got a rash. I don't even have to mention it because I know how I got it. I know how I got it, right? So the maturity says, if you're going to allow it, stop complaining about it. Do other people a favor. Stop bugging people with things that you are not ready to change yet. Respect people's time, energy, and attention enough to deal with your bullshit yourself, right? Note to myself as well, nine times out of 10, I'm not calling people complaining about something because especially if I'm like, "Mm -mm, I'm dealing with this and and I'm not ready to change this yet. We can apply this cyclical thing to anything in your life. It can be your money. It can be your relationships. It can be anything. I was having a conversation with a friend just very recently about a relationship. And this wasn't coming from a place of judgment because your cycle might be in your money. My cycle might be with sugar. Your cycle might be in your relationship. There's no comparison of cycles because guess what? I've had all three, right? I've, I've had so many cycles. So this is not coming from a place of judgment, but rather from a place of acceptance and a place of just truth because I feel like all change starts with truth. But I was having a conversation with a friend and we talked through a whole relationship cycle. And I said, so we can agree that you are knowingly and consciously choosing this. And she said, we can. And I said, we can agree that something in here is feeding something in you. Something in here is working for you. And she said, we can agree. And I said, and so we can agree that until you are ready to change this, we don't really have to keep having this cyclical discussion. And she said, we can agree. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Same thing in my life, right? We don't have to keep rehashing the same conversation about some shit that you are not going to change, right? I I need that kind of of, um, energy in my life because there's, there's, listen, sometimes you just get tired of yourself and people get tired of you usually before you get tired of yourself. But you... It came from a place of love, honestly, when I was thinking about myself, thinking about myself and thinking to myself, Letitia, you know better than this. Not you know better as in you should know better. You know better. You have information. 
You you know so much that this doesn't have to exist into your life in your life. So the question is, why are you tolerating this? What in you is okay with this? What in you is okay with tolerating this? And is it worth it? These are the kinds of conversations that I that I have with myself, and I'm like, it's just really not. It's just really not worth it. It's not worth it. But until and unless I was willing to make a decision and do something differently, guess what? It was just going to keep going on and on and on. And that's the way cycles work. They work because we allow them to go. We get dizzy, damn near got vertigo, uh, room spinning, life spinning all out of control, and we keep going in the same cycle. Sometimes, guys, we don't change things until we're forced to until something is so catastrophic or so detrimental that we are forced to. But it's not because we have to be in a position to be forced to. What would life look like if we proactively, the moment, you know, we saw like, okay, this ain't working for me. This 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 ain't giving me what I need or this is detrimental or harmful or hurtful. Is it possible to develop that level of self-worth, self-love, self-regard that we consciously choose to make decisions that are in our best interest and not have to be all down in the in the in distress and in the gutters of life before we make a change. My daughter <laughs> my daughter told me she said, "Mama, you just learn some people just learn things the hard way and you're one of them." And so I just laugh at that because I am very obstinate and I am very stubborn and it works in my favor. It works for me because my position about something is going to be solid, it's going to be consistent, and it's going to be sure. However, there are times when I need not be stubborn when it's working against me, right? When it, when it's when it's when it's not working in my favor. So I have to find some flexibility within myself to just to do something different. Again, this this is between me and me. I'm saying you and those cycles, those relationship cycles, those money cycles, those emotional cycles, all of those things are things that you can interrupt and you can find the exit sign out of your life. Money cycles, right? What do money cycles look like? Money cycles look like you, um, maybe you can start consistently broke or you consistently don't have enough or you're consistently struggling, there is a cycle in your mind that tolerates that. There is a cycle in you. I mean, there is something in you that says this feels normal and this is okay. And so until you interrupt that and increase, raise your toleration point, you will continue to struggle. It does not matter how hard you work. There are a lot of people who work incredibly hard and they don't see the financial benefit of working hard. Money problems are mindset problems. I'm just using that as an example, right? And I was thinking about this. A lot of times, I really feel like we don't have the right relationships around us. We don't have relationships around us that will challenge us and that will grow us, whether they are uh, doing it consciously or just... Sometimes my godson told me, he said, he spent um, some months, a couple of summers ago, here with me in Atlanta, and my daughter came for a little while as well. I think it was like the summer of 2018. And he said, God, Mom, he said, it's hard being around 
you in age or something. He said like that. And I said, what do you mean? I said, nobody said anything to you. He said, no. He said, just being around y'all. He said, you're going to have to get your shit together and you're just going to have to just like level up. He leveled all the way up. But who knew that just our presence and our way of being and just how we show up in the world created a level of desire or conviction in him to say, hey, there's more for you and you can do better. And so just by you doing better, being more, doing more, having more, how much can you influence the people around you? And I feel like a lot of times where I was going with that is in our relationships, we we tolerate in other people what we tolerate in ourselves. And so there's not really a lot of growth. I love it when I have people around me who have things working in my life in a, in a more advanced way than I do, whether that's financially, relationally, spiritually, because it challenges me to come higher. It challenges me to grow. And I, and I invite that kind of growth in my life. A lot of us, we are tolerating mediocrity in our relationships around us because we don't want to be reminded of what we could be because then it's going to remind us of what we are not. I invite the growth. I invite people who are so far beyond me, smarter, wealthier, you know, relational, happily married because I'm not married yet. Like I invite those kinds of people into my life and I welcome that because it sharpens it and it challenges me. You know, you know, they say, um, if you have a dirty window, you don't necessarily have to tell the dirty window that it's dirty, but could put a clean window next to the dirty window. And, and so guess what? By default, the clean window influences the dirty window. The dirty window look like, damn, I can't, I can't nobody see shit through here. But the, but this one is clear, right? You know, you know what I'm saying. But sometimes the cycles that you break in your own life are not just for you. They're not just for your family. Somebody is always watching you. Somebody is always watching you. Somebody is always looking at you, paying attention to how you show up, paying attention to how you do things, even if they never say it. I can't tell you how many times people have told me something about, you know, they may notice an interaction with my daughter or notice something in the dynamic with my daughter or with my daughter or in my life or how I do something, stuff that I just do just because it's me, me being authentically me, but they look at it and they draw inspiration from that. And I said this before, like, if your life is just about you, then it's the vision for your life is too small. So me breaking these cycles, guess what? It's so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than me. But if it were just me and if it were just about me, I've worn myself out with the cycles. I'm tired of it because the higher part of me, my spirit is inviting me to something more. And there is always more. There is always more. There is always better. I always say God holds his highest and best vision for us all the time. And that highest and best vision is a healthier, better version, even in the than the one that I am showing up right now. And the other part of that is, the more you know, this is just my personal belief. I, this is just a Letitiaism. The more you know, the more accountable you are. The more you, so there are things that I know I can't, act like I don't know them when it just suits me. There are things that I know to be the case. And so me personally, 
I really don't have a valid excuse or reason for some of the things that I have allowed to just go in a cycle, except for I just wanted it or I just didn't want to let it go or it served me in some way. But I know better. Some people don't know better. People say, when you know better, you do better. That's bullshit. When you know better, you just know more. You don't necessarily do better until you consciously choose to do better. So you can know a whole lot. We live in an information age where people know a lot and don't do shit. So more information is not necessarily what we need, but how about executing on the information that you have? And so I'm saying for me, listen, I have the exits to all of the cycles in my life. So I'm not complaining. I'm just telling y'all that I'm over me. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just over me. I'm not judging me. I'm just, me and me are just like, okay, hey, we're, we're going to do something different. Like we're going to do something different because we actually desire the thing, the results, the health, the wellness, the way of life that is actually possible. And this, this ain't going to get it. It's just not going to get it. And so some things can just really be that cut and dry. I feel curious. What cycles do you have going in your life? What cycles do you have going on in your life? Let me ask you this. I can guarantee you that if you look at your best friend or your good friends or people that are close in your life, you can see the cycles that are in their lives. How is it that we can see the cycles that are in other people's lives? But with us, we got blinders on. I can see both. <laughs> Probably the, you know, the work that I do, being immersed in human behavior all the time, I can see other people's cycles, but I can see my own. It's more important to me to see my own. I see other people's cycles and patterns for a living, and I want to help disrupt those cycles so that they can get to whatever it is that they're setting out to do. But I would be a fool to leave myself out of the process and live a life that is incongruent to what it is that I'm telling other people that I'm inviting other people to do, right? So anytime you hear me talking about something, it's never from a place of judgment. It's from a place of been there, am there, moving moving through this, you know, um, it's, 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 really, it's really from that place. So we just don't have to keep going round and round with the same thing. Let me tell you the impact, though, of cycles is when you have children when you have younger people that are watching you, a lot of things are not, they says they say a lot of things are not taught. They are caught. They are caught. And so your children observe you, your children watch you, and your children normalize your bullshit. And so now it becomes, your bullshit becomes their normal and they don't even recognize it because you are their main influencer. And so then a lot of times what happens where parents and children start getting into it is we see our bullshit reflected back to us and our children. We see the thing that we didn't fix, the thing that we didn't get after, and now we see our children living it out. And now it's like, oh my God. And so, you know, even the Bible speaks about the iniquities of the father visiting the children down to the fourth generation. And so a lot, I said this before, a lot of what we call generational curses are generational consequences. Stuff that we didn't get after, that we didn't put a stop to, and it, and it impacted our children, and then our children kept going on and on. And so you see things, and now it looks like generational curses because nobody stepped up and stood up to do something different. I part differently. I personally feel like a part of my life's call, a part of my, my existence in my family 
is to break a lot of the cycles, cycles of codependence, financial cycles, cycles of sickness and disease, cycles of toleration and acceptance of mediocrity, right? Just a lot of things. I feel like those things fell in my lap. I wasn't the first. You're never the first person. The person before you could very well have dropped the ball. And so in the natural order of things, my daughter should be so much better than me. I can see cycles that are broken in her life, stuff that she will never live through or deal with because guess what? I nipped it in the bud. She don't know it. She don't, she don't have to know, but she doesn't have to live with it or live through it because it's nipped in the bud. That girl has no idea what a whole lot of bills, struggling, debt, none of that is, right? Because as a parent early on, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Financially, this kid is going to be set up for success. I... That was a cycle that I was very adamant about breaking very, very early on because I saw it. Some things, if you don't know and if you don't understand, pray, ask God. God will give you wisdom. God will give you insight. If you don't want to see something continue to perpetuate, it's, it's horrible if you have children. But if you don't have children, if you just don't want to see something perpetuated and continuing in your own life, what do I need to do differently? How do I need to show up differently? What am I doing that's triggering this? What, what environment is around me that needs to shift? If you ask, you will get it. But again, again, there has to be a willingness to make the decisions, to make the hard decisions, to make the uncomfortable decisions for you to be free from certain things. Freedom is costly, but priceless. Freedom from anything is going to cost you damn near everything. I'll say that again. Freedom from anything is going to cost you damn near everything. Freedom is the most costly thing that you will ever attain, but it is priceless. I feel like another part of my mission in life has been freedom. Freedom from and now freedom to. I want time freedom. I desire money freedom. You know what I mean? Like just 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 freedom to move and navigate the world as I please, but that freedom comes with responsibility, right? Otherwise, I would just be out here just doing all kind of craziness, right? So, I want the freedom that I'm mature enough and have the integrity enough, the character enough and the wisdom enough to handle. That's the kind of freedom that I want. So I said on another podcast, while y'all grinding, I'm growing because I want to expand my capacity to handle the freedom, but I also want to do my part to break the cycles that have inhibited certain freedoms and limited certain freedoms in my own life. So I will, I can choose to no longer be complicit with things that work against the thing that I say that I want. If, the, if that makes sense. We always have a choice. We can always point fingers, you know, at other people and at external circumstances, at external situations. And that the only thing that that will ever get you is being a victim. That will only get you being a victim. But if you really desire freedom, it means you take 100% responsibility for every area of your life, regardless of how I got there. Regardless of what's happened to you, not minimizing or negating anything that has happened to you, but if you take 100% responsibility, that's the first step. Telling yourself the truth about it, that's the second step. Making conscious choices and decisions to change it, that's the third step. And executing until you see change, that's another step. Walking in that truth long enough for you to get on the other side of it, 
That's another step. Certain things I will never go back to. People say never say never. Certain things I'm not going back to because I've broken all the way through that. Certain things, uh, I'm kind of teetering, right? And so I need to dig my heels in a little deeper until I build up the strength and in, in, in breaking through in the same way. Freedom is possible, but it's going to cost you. So all I'm saying is if you're tired of being dizzy, going around the same damn circles and cycles, what are you going to do about it? You are one decision away. One. You don't have to tackle everything at the same time. What's the thing that's impacting your life the most right now? Or if you want to start small, one decision away from making a change. What will you decide? It's always going to be between you and you. That is where your battle is, between you and you. What are you going to decide? For me, I choose freedom. And I choose, when I see this exit sign, to just move towards the exit sign because these cycles making me dizzy as shit and they're just unnecessary. So thank y'all for listening to my rants and... uh, (laughs) holding space for me. And I pray that, you know, some of y'all are choosing growth and are choosing freedom in this game of life and just seeing what another way of, of, of life and another way of living, what freedom actually looks like. Once you get a taste of it, game on. I love each and every one of you.